I'm Neil Godbu, writer, journalist, proud shit disturber. I'm Michael Cass, an artist, and I don't have as many lofty titles as Neil. This is everything. Everything. So you all set for Halloween? Yeah, I... I, all I have to do is flick a light switch and it shuts off all my lights in the house and nobody comes knocking on my door. Wow. <laughs> well, well, don't you watch any horror movies or do anything kind of spooky and no. scary or anything? For me, it's, a t- it's, it's, it's about the grandkids. Right, so I go. So Sunday, I'll go like East or Halloween, Easterween. Have you ever seen Easterween? Have you heard of Easterween? We'll get into that a little bit later. Easterween, Easterween. okay. Well, right. Okay. Well, so I I am a bit of a horror fan, and I do love Halloween a lot. And so I insisted on bringing in a special guest today, the harlot of horror herself, Little Leah, co-host of the Radical Sex Witches, and if you follow her on Twitter. The queen of all things horror. She's our, our resident Prince George expert on everything horror. And I thought I have to bring Leah in to help us talk about Halloween and all things horror. Welcome, Leah. <laughs> thank you for having me. And thank you for adding, like, maybe the horror of the, of you know, the queen of horror in Prince George. Because, like, Twitter will lynch me and they'll be like, no, you fucking aren't. And then they'll give me a list and they'll tag all those people in there. But I'm super, super blessed to be here. Like, this is, like, my jam. I love Halloween. I love horror. So when the both of you asked me to be here, I was like, yes. So what was your... What was your entry point? What was like the first or or, or not necessarily the first, but maybe the, 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 the movie or the book or the moment where you like horror? Yeah, that's for me. I can tell you my earliest memory, and you guys might laugh at this because I lived in the middle of nowhere in Manitoba, and we had like one channel, and they would play video hits every day in the afternoon. And I think that like my first introduction was probably Michael Jackson's Thriller. And <laughs> so, so I am old enough that when that made its world Sorry. debut on MTV, yeah. I was in high school at the time. Me and my friends. All went you were home. in high school? I was in high school. Yeah. Me and my friends all cut afternoon class to go home and see the world premiere on MTV. That's amazing. Well, he would scare the piss out of me when he turned into the werewolf, and I kind of had to hide my eyes or leave the room. But I loved the zombies and all of that, which like is hilarious because, you know, how many years later into my 40s, like zombies are my jam. Zombies are your jam. One of them, besides blood and other gross shit and serial killers, I mean, you know. I'm a well-rounded horror lover. What, uh, Michael? Do you have? Uh, now, now you're not a fan. You're not a fan, but no, you must I'm have seen. Fan. You must have seen some horror movies to at least know that you're not a fan. Yeah, I mean, Rosemary's Baby. When we, we were oh, younger, yeah. right? Rosemary's Baby was was really scary, and The Exorcist, right? Uh, but you know what? And and here's. My sister left behind uh, some videos, some DVDs, and one of them was like, I think, Bella Lugosi's Fright Night. When I was young, I loved those black and white 1930s, 40s, you know, uh, werewolf and werewolf meets Frankenstein and Frankenstein and those. That genre, even though it's like super campy, when I was a kid, I I thought it was really something special to stay up and watch those on a Friday night. 
I think that there's still a really big following for the Universal Monsters, actually. I see a lot of love for them online. And yeah, you're not wrong in that feeling. But for sure. Poltergeist is the one oh, movie yeah. that freaked me out. I Let's see, Poltergeist I, again so came good. out when I was in high school. I'm sorry, but the crawling stake on the counter, that was it. I, I like, I mean, as. Earlier than that, I had seen The Shining, I'd seen Alien, I'd seen The Exorcist, but when I saw Poltergeist, I was like, okay, after I saw Poltergeist, suddenly I had a stack of Stephen King books. All I wanted for birthdays and Christmases was Stephen King books. Uh, American Werewolf in London came out soon after that, had to see that. The, the only thing I liked about that movie was the special effects and the makeup. To me, yeah. it was... From a from a from a like a director or a producer standpoint, I thought that I thought that was fabulous. Other than that, I didn't. So what's yeah. really funny about that film is like that was made by Toby Hooper, who did like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But like because Steven Spielberg was tagged as being a producer to that, like Toby lost all of his thunder for Poltergeist. Like everyone's like, "This is Steven Steel Spielberg," and it's like, no. No, Toby Hooper made this. <laughs> and, and then he went on to, Toby Hooper went on to do, I think, The Thing and a few other things. Or did he do The Thing? Now I'm second that's, guessing that's myself. That's John Carpenter. That's John Carpenter, that's right. I don't know if he directed right. it. People, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting canceled on Twitter right now by not knowing this shit for real. Someone's going to be like, ahem, as per. <laughs> oh, I love that opening. If you start with as per. Yeah. As per our last email. Oh, yeah. That was my asshole corporate days when I was yeah. mad at someone. As per my last email, you're a twat. <laughs> so uh, what are what would you say are the, 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 the tropes of the horror genre? I mean, because I, I and I'm, I'm sure we're going to get into it about is something like Silence of the Lambs horror. Yes. Why? He eats people. Like, <laughs> and there's a lot of, like, you know, killing and murder in it. And But I there's think no that, supernatural aspect to it. Well, there's a lot of, there's the whole, like, slasher genre where there's no supernatural, like, you know. Jason and Freddy keep coming back. Isn't that kind of a supernatural thing? I mean... Yeah, sort of. I mean, we like, depending on how deep you go into those sequels. Okay, so 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 I so I guess okay, so so a movie like Get Out, right? You, you would consider a horror movie as well. You know, unpopular opinion, and again, please don't cancel me on Twitter. But um, I'm not a fan of Get Out. I really love what? the fact. I really love the fact that this, you know, it is a considered a horror movie. I love the fact that it went to like the Oscars and it got all the accolades that it did. But like, there's other stuff of Jordan Peele's that I like. And um, how about Us? Because I I really liked Us. I thought I thought that was a lot of fun. Michael, Get Out. I'm going to because I have no idea what you're talking about. No, no, about. I, 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 I get out because, I, and and I think I think Leah would agree with this. Get out was was kind of hit a lot of a lot of nerves uh, because it was a horror film that also delved into racism. Hmm. Yeah, and the horror is within ourselves as humans, yeah. right? Which is something that like. 
under a lot of like, you know, there's a lot of messages in all horror, whether, you know, society type messages, whether you want to believe in that or not, if there's a monster that's eating you. But I think that like, that's what Jordan Peele does really well is like he, it's us that are the monsters in, in most of his films. Which is why, hence yeah. the title Us. Yes. Right. Is, is, yes, it's the monster within. Yeah. Uh, and definitely within Get Out. <laughs> yes. And definitely within Get Out. I was watching Prime on Thursday night. I got to watch a football game all the way through for the first time in like years. But there, there was an advertising that kept coming up because this is live TV, uh, quote unquote, right? Air quotes, uh, live TV. Them, there was, uh, and 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 it was about a, a African American family in a sort of rural setting. And and you, we, you just talked about that that racially charged bit in the horror movie i think this have you seen the advertising i've seen it? the advertisement it's been out for a while but i have not had the opportunity to check it out and i actually don't even know is it horror genre i have no idea uh someone will pretty, tell us. Looks, it, it, look. it's it's prime i don't have prime so uh, I, I mean i'm i've dealt Neil, learn how to pirate for uh, fuck's sake oh jeez oh sorry. we can't we can't no <laughs> <laughs> under no circumstances do, do I, someone run my cancel do tally. i I've, do i promote I've, pirating. I've delved although quite, i like pirates Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have delved a, a, a little bit, not as much as I would like, certainly into both uh, uh, the Netflix. Netflix actually, I think, has a pretty good selection of of horror uh, stuff. I mean, both Get Out and Us is on it, but uh, um, yeah, there's some there's some various. Uh, I think Last Train to Be. Let's talk about zombies. My zombie go-to. <laughs> this go -to. is going to be all over the map. I love this, this conversation. This, this is going to be all over the map. Yeah. Um, my kid dove deep into Walking Dead. Fuck yeah. I got a Walking Dead tattoo. <laughs> That's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> so, but, but all of the zombie things seem to, I, I shouldn't say all of the zombie, many of the zombie things, 28 days later, mm -hmm. um, all of them seem to have this thing <laughs> where someone sure. wakes up in a hospital. Sometimes, yeah. Uh, right, it is, but, but it always starts with someone being sick. That's for sure. <laughs> well, for sure, for sure. Um, what are some zombie classics? Zombie classics. Oh boy, like all the Romero stuff, obviously. Yes. Night of the Living Dead. Like that was like I saw that as a probably a young teenager, and I I still think it holds up to this day. Watching it, and the, if you read the story behind how it was made, and the fact that like Ben, um, the African American guy, he was just put in because he was the best actor, and it changed like the whole message of that film right. was really huge. And I do believe, don't quote me on this, but it came out shortly after the fact. I think of Martin Luther King's assassination. I think you're right. So, you know, like he's the godfather of zombies by far, for sure. He was just amazing. Um, I'm an 80s kid, so I'm wearing this shirt today, The Return of the Living Dead. Like it's so cheese, but I, I love, love, love that movie. Um, there's more, more recent ones that I love. Like I love the Dawn of the Dead remake from Zack Snyder. Like that was way ahead of its time with, right. our, with Canada's sweetheart, Sarah Pauly. Yeah. Love that film. Um, and you were going to say Train to Busan. Like, Last I have Train a to list. Busan. Love that I, movie. I have a list of zombie movies somewhere. Like, there's just, they're great. And I love the ones that are different. Um, yeah. I, it, it uh, I'm spinning off in a little bit here. Um, 
the Koreans seem to love horror movies. They, they do make like the great, host and stuff. Oh my the, god! The host, Parasite. I yeah. mean, they, they make great horror. movies. They make movies. great films in general. And, yes. But yeah, tr- um, Train to Busan was fantastic, and I actually didn't mind Peninsula. I know a lot of people shit on it. That's the sequel to it, and then there's also the the prequel cartoon as well. I think that the three of them hold up pretty tight. Right. How are you doing with this, Mike? I'm, I, I, I'm just listening. Sleeping. I'm learning. I'm like, I'm mesmerized by other things. And, but, uh, yeah. You should I, be I, taking notes about how not to die in a horror film, Michael. <laughs> so, what, what, I, so I, do you think zombie movies are 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 um, frightening because of the sort of, maybe that could happen kind of thing? You know, you the hear. The zombie about, apocalypse? You hear the zombie apocalypse, oh my God, you yeah. know? So people are like more more likely to watch it because wow that could, you know, that I could don't know. Happen. If you think about it, almost a lot of horror movies could technically happen. I just think that um, you know it's the most realistic. Look at we're living in a pandemic right now. So who's to say that a little more warfare and we're just you know our corpses come back to life and we start eating like our dogs and shit. Right before and just at the very very beginning of sort of when the pandemic was at the public consciousness, March 2020, I read Wanderers, which is, scary enough, a pandemic horror novel. It's fantastic. Um, But again, it has, of course, the supernatural elements in it. But it really does, you know, the monster is is within us. Yeah, and, the monster and, is you. And, 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 and the, the cruelty of human beings knows no bounds. I always felt that, that zombies were, I, to me it's no accident that zombies came out at the time of sort of all of the communist hysteria that somehow, um, you know, that, that we would all be taking over by these people who didn't think and just would kind of eat brains and, and do all that stuff without thinking about it. And us free will, good people would just be kind of swallowed up by that. It, and, and that's where I think horror has been such a great way of exploring some concepts in a fun way. And I want to ask you a little bit about the fun stuff, but, but, <laughs> But have you have you been attracted to the message of horror? Oh God, what is the message of horror besides like there's always like I said there's always some so, sort of social commentary, but like I don't know, it's just fun and it's a weird thing that like so many of us find comfort in watching these films, and I don't know what that comfort is. Like I've read lots of different things that like it releases dopamine, and so when you're like holy shit, I'm scared, and then you calm down and you feel good afterwards, but. I'm such a gore whore that like a lot doesn't scare me and I just enjoy the sick fuckery of it all. So, (laughs) so, so, but what about, I guess then the torture porn aspect of it, that, Mm. that, that somehow this is sort of a, a, a release of our, uh, a, a socially acceptable release of sort of our inner, you know, you, you, you can watch uh, hostile, uh, right and kind of enjoy the you know sort of you know inflicting misery on other people but not actually doing it. 
Yeah, that's my brain normally. Like, people are super lucky that I don't act on my sadistic thoughts because I'm really creative. So maybe yeah. you might be onto something here, but I never think that. When I watch horror movies, I'm not like, yeah, I'm going to fucking get that guy. I'll be like, would I survive this? That's always what's predominant in my mind when I'm watching these films is like, would I survive? Would I be the first to go? Would I be the final girl? I don't know. <laughs> the final girl. Oh. There is a horror trope right there. The That's final right. girl. That's right. And Where horror, do... women are like one of the biggest demographics for horror. And we're constantly written about and we're constantly surviving while all of you, like, you know, feeble all, males. All, all, are all just of us done. dudes, we're the, f we're, yeah, we're, we're we're the, the first, first to go. Like, or... come, come upstairs. Let's have sex. Well, two because things that just. Because we don't you. sell, right? Yeah. Because we don't sell. Yeah. Well, exactly. And, and, and the whole sex is actually a. a, a one of those underlying themes. Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I think of a movie uh, that I really enjoyed a few years ago. It follows. Right. We're oh God. Right. Again, another unpopular opinion. I hated It Follows. What? You did? Oh my God! You didn't like It Follows. I also hate the Babadook. Like, let's go over all the main ones that like everybody loves that I hate. That's pretty much that's me. <laughs> what I liked about It Follows, the the premise of It Follows is is very simple. Is that you have sex with someone and mm. you pass on this. It's the, the ghostly STD. <laughs> right. It, it, yeah. It, it's it's basically a, a, an STD commentary. Is that okay? You have sex with someone and some now now suddenly you've got this supernatural stalking thing that is out to get you and the only way to get rid of it is to have sex with someone and pass it on <laughs> that sounds kind of fun so <laughs> hence the title it follows and then of course there's this what if you're just an unfuckable guy though like well, you're gonna but, die but, really quick yeah. well, but, well then you go and, well so and, what happens and what happens and if the person dies and and, and then of course there is right then there's a f it, it just it just moves on to if kind that of isn't the next. a social commentary then i don't know what is right right yeah. uh I, the final girl i i my favorite final girl is cap from cabin in the woods um, she's pretty good she's like fuck it <laughs> you know like that's how she's she ends it. Fuck, fuck it, it. Um, and of course, fuck it is the literally the end of the world. Yeah. Um, what I also liked about about the cabin in the woods, Michael, please see the cabin in the woods. It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. good. So is it suspense or is it horror? Oh, it's a yes, horror, but yes, it has it's, suspense it's to it. It has suspense, but it also has an essential uh, ingredient: is that there's comic relief. That is one thing that uh, th there's even comic relief, I would argue, in a lot of Stephen King novels. Uh, but there's always something a little kind of like, OK, that's funny. Yeah. Um, and Cabin in the Woods actually has I, maybe more comic relief than some horror but not fans in a, might be. Yeah, not in a cheesy way. Like it's done in such a way that it just really fits in like all the people that are working for the organization and they're all placing bets downstairs. They're like, yeah. the zombies are going to win. I want Aquaman, like, or Fishman, whatever it yeah. is, right? Like, I love that. And that's one part of that film that I've always wanted to see more of is, like, what would have happened if they picked a different monster, you know? Like, yeah. I think that that is one thing that people live on with that film and think about quite a bit. What I also loved about Cabin in the Woods was, was how they liberally basically borrowed the characters from Scooby-Doo. 
Uh, they, they just left the dog out. Yeah, you're right. so right about that. Right. Yeah. Is, is the, they just left the dog out and right. Let's have the Daphne and the Velma and the you know and the Shaggy character. Right. The Shaggy character is yeah. the last guy, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um, right. And then of yeah, anyway, it's uh, it's a mashup of all horrors if you think of it. Even just thinking about like you know all the different like I was just saying all the different types of horror that could have come out against them while they were in this very much Evil Dead looking cabin. Like there's yeah. so many things taken from different horror in this one and, film. And, and that's why I'm recommending it, Michael, because it, in, in so many ways, it's every horror movie just mashed together. Except, so I can watch that and not have to watch you'll be that's covered. right you, 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 you'll, you, you'll be covered you'll be covered and and yeah and and if you have that if you have that blaring with your lights off on Halloween night there will be a lot of kids who won't come to your door uh, because they'll hear all the racket inside and go yeah that's just too scary <laughs> My deal on Halloween was the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, so good. Yes. I've always wanted to go to a live one on Halloween. That would be so fun. Oh, we would go to the Broadway Theater in Toronto when I lived in Toronto and dress up as characters. Yes. I I have to say, I actually made a pretty good (laughs) Frankenfurter. You, are, do you have see, photos see, of this? I need no, to see. No, because oh my God. it was before the days of social media, right? Yeah, Polaroid, so, dude. Well, no, <laughs> no. And we'd bring toast and rice. Yeah. So, and it was just a, a, a really fun time. I don't mind that sort of campy, fun. There were some elements in there that when, well, when meatloaf rolled out on the table, when he, you know, that sort of thing. I, I don't mind that. But anything else, a little more violent i'm not my yeah i'd say that rocky horror is very much a halloween staple yeah it's still like to this day people like that's part of their halloween roster how do you celebrate halloween oh wow um in non-pandemic times i will spend my entire month of october creating something really fucked up and going to a big party that I can go and make people uncomfortable. Like, if I can make someone uncomfortable with my Halloween costume, I know that I've done my job and that's what I live for. <laughs> I'm not mean to people or anything like that in day to day, but like, I like making people uncomfortable on Halloween and that's my jam. I am very sad. I live in the ghetto in Prince George and no children come to trick or treat. I could probably count on like both hands, like, for the last 20 years, how many kids have come to my house. And this is something I wanna bring back. Like, like, if you're a teenager or if you're an adult and you come to my house dressed up, I'll give you candy. I just want to see what everybody else is doing. That's another big thing about going out on Halloween is seeing, like, how many people are dressed up and do things like I do of, like, making their own outfits. Do, do you decorate? No, I live in, like I said, I live in my, the ghetto. No one's going to see it. My cul-de-sac, like, three out of the five or six houses are crazy oh my God. decorated with with like in stuff in the yards and just yeah crazy i i used to do when 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 my oldest daughter claire was much younger i used to do a big halloween push and uh for for a few years i had the i did the haunted carport Awesome. Right, I had the fog machine, and I had kind of various <laughs> motion sensor things, and the scary music playing, and then I would I would dress in sort of these sort of the 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 hillbilly monster kind of. <laughs> 
right with the the jacket and whatever and then i would literally chain myself to the grate i had in the carport for drainage <laughs> and and then just shuffle around that's so awesome and, and it was it was just it was so much fun because and, and to me this is the attraction of halloween yeah. be someone else be someone else that's right it doesn't matter what that someone else is if they're sweet and kind or just totally deranged and crazy it's up to you to take on that persona um and you saying that like you know you decorating your par carport and scaring the shit out of kids i've actually gone to california two or three times and gone to halloween horror nights and universal like you want to talk about walking through real movies oh. they're amazing and then i also one year um there were a couple years that rob zombie did his great american nightmare we went to panoma california and those were the most fucked up mazes i've been through like they touched you there. They, you know, they drew an X of, of blood on your forehead if you wanted to be touched uh, by all the actors and stuff. And at the time, the Lords of Salem had just come out. And to go through this maze, it was in the dark and you had to wear a black hood over your head and you could not see shit. And the walls and the floors like zapped you. And I was really sick at the time. like, <laughs> And I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, I don't want to do this. And these big like dudes pointed to a sign, a big neon sign that said pussy exit. And I was like, I don't want to be a pussy. And they're like, you got to go through and I'm like, well, I'm sick. Can I just like put the mask up to my nose? And they let me do that. I couldn't see anything. And I made it through and it was like, I'm claustrophobic. And that was like one of the most uncomfortable things I did. But if you think of it, it was just probably like, you know, some some hallways that we walked through that zapped you here and there. But it was an uncomfortable when, experience. When when my daughter was 10, we went to, uh, took her to, to uh, Disneyland and Universal. And uh, we took uh, her nine-year-old cousin with us at, at the same time. And we went through Van Helsing at Universal. Oh, awesome. My daughter loved it. And um, my niece, however, my nine-year-old niece basically wailed and cried throughout was the whole Was it Halloween thing. Horror Nights? It, no, it was, it was, but it was, it was just, just an attraction. It, it, it was yeah. just, it was just a immersive kind of based right. on the movie Van Helsing. Right. And so, yeah, it was. I like Van Helsing, uh, but you know, one of my favorite movies is uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Says the guy that doesn't watch horror movies. I know, look Are at him, he's pulling out the horror yeah. movies. The reason oh. I really like that, so I, I sort of categorize movies and that movie, um, like three out of my four favorite movies are Francis Ford Coppola. So that movie, the cinematography, it was a bit campy, the, the movie itself. It was pretty close, pretty true to the book, but I love the cinematography. It's beautiful and, movie. And I, and, but, but I like the story. And I bought purple sunglasses because... <laughs> <laughs> Gary Oldman. <laughs> Gary Oldman. I love him. I love him in that movie. I don't like him. You know what? I don't like him as the old, old, old character. That would just sort of creep me out. But I liked him as the English gentleman sort of top hat and the whole deal, right? Ruffles and the and the sunglasses. So, so 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 let's let's talk vampires then. Oh, I love vampires. Says the guy who doesn't like horror right? movies. Yeah, I love. I think you're just lying to us here. I I love this supernatural aspect. I I believe in. I believe. In, I was listening to your latest podcast, Ghost Stories. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, man. I I think there are spirits out there, malevolent or not. I guess it's all a matter of perception, right? Or experience. But I think they're trying to to convey some message, and the idea that, you know, thinking about things like 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 living forever, not living, but being undead. 
I don't know, man. Would that be something I'd want to do? Some, would I like that power? What are the costs associated it, it, it's, with this it's whole pr- thing? It's right? pretty sexy if you go kind of the Anne Rice direction. Oh, Lestat is my probably my favorite literary character of right, all time. Right, I fucking is, love him. It, yeah. Right, is there is a very sexy and I like that both, movie both too. Interview with a vampire, vampire right? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I like vampire. I guess I like vampire. Holy shit, I like vampires. <laughs> so since we're on the topic of vampires, I must state heading over to television. One of my favorite shows is What We Do in the Shadows from Taika Waititi. Um, he did the film version, which was fantastic, and it made I'll me kiss my check hand. That out. You need. To. This is so up your humor. Um, and now they do the TV show and they're in their third season. And I think actually tonight or tomorrow is the uh, season finale. And so I just love that. It's so, so funny. I'm always cackling. And they're always talking about something about sex or, or whatnot, right? My favorite, and I'm sorry, I'm going to sound like a bit of a snob when I say this. And, and I stumbled upon the movie. It is my favorite vampire movie of, of all time, and it's a Swedish movie, Let the Right One In. Oh, yeah, I've seen that one. I love that movie. It, it's low budget, so th- most of the horror happens kind of in the dark or, or is suggested off screen. And, and so as a result, and because it, it's basically children as vampires or in in this case one child right um but but again you know social commentary delving into bullying um and 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 just the whole you know child abandonment right adults who are kind of raising kids but actually are so busy with their own drama that they're just not uh, paying attention to what's happening in their own child's lives and and it's it's a very powerful film uh, if you just want to look at it strictly from the aspect of the, the psychological trauma of, of childhood bullying, uh, but it's but it's also a vampire film. It totally is. And didn't, I think America remade it they did. at some point. They did. I didn't bother sucked, watching it, it because ass. I already knew that I liked the, you know, the other one, the original one. Yeah. And it was based on a book. The book is also fantastic. Uh, that that's my favorite. It, it's it's not sort of a Lestat or or you know Bram Stoker or anything. It, it's a, just a different take on on vampires. Then we have to go to the original, the original 1920s Nosferatu. Oh boy, that's 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 deep. the original vampire movie. The one, it's that you've seen. Have you seen it? Um, oh, I've, you've probably I've seen, seen the excerpts of from it. it. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. a very famous image, and you see it With all with those over long the place. fingernails yeah. going across. Yeah. See that? The, I don't need the gore. I don't need that sort of thing. But the implied, the implied sort of sense of doom coming right. So those right. fingernails, that shadow across, and I'm like, I know this is not real. But it's fucking me up. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to two artists here, of course. Um, Leah, I'll ask you, does horror influence your art? Or or, or at least your graphic sensibility? Or or is that you put that in a box and that's just over here? Um, I would love to be able to create art on a regular basis, but in my day job of being a creative concierge for entrepreneurs and filmmakers, like I really, I'm catering to them. Yeah, and, and so you burn out that... Yeah, so it's like for myself doing artistic stuff, like it doesn't really happen too much except for like Halloween when I'm building my plaster masks. And like I was saying, I like to make people uncomfortable. So it really does come out there. The, the, the art that goes into 
making horror films. Oh my god! It, yes, it, uh, there, there really is an artistic special effects. Exactly, and, Tom and, Savini, Greg Nicotero, like, come on. It, it uh, um, the the person I think I'm, I'm a huge fan of Tool. And yeah. of course, Adam Jones, the the guitarist and and founder of Tool, um, Tool was his side gig. He had no intention of being a rock star. He just he was a good guitarist, and he like he he was doing sculptures for horror movies. And of course, he does the videos. Really? He yes. I didn't know that. And, and so so if you look at the that makes at, sense. If you look at the Tool videos, I'll, I'll point out basically sober um, and uh, schism. Right. He made those videos. They are so dark and fucked up. Th- 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 they are mini horror movies because that's what he knew how to make. That's and, amazing. And, and so, yeah. And so he basically took that sensibility and, uh, you yeah. know, applied it to the music. And so it's yeah. and, and of course, I mean, there's a history of that. Uh, Rob Zombie as well uh, of, of of musicians particularly heavy metal but not necessarily heavy metal diving into right. horror tropes and right. And I love I love the old school practical effects. Like I nerd out and watching things like In Search of Darkness, like those documentaries and whatnot, where they cover you know every movie made and how things were done. And I mean, like we've moved past we're we're in the digital age now, and they kind of if you're they're doing it right, they merge it properly where you can't really tell. But there's always going to be a special place in my heart for the '80s and you know where they were making that shit physically. And you see people like Greg Nicotero who's still like, you know, he makes all of his zombies, like fucking a hundred of them on The yeah. Walking Dead in one scene. Like, no big deal. It amazes me. Yeah. Uh, it's still with uh, horror artistry, are you a horror comics fan? I'm a comics nerd. I love my horror comics. I don't read tons of comics, to be honest. And I don't know why, because it's up it's up my alley for sure. I have, like, two of the compendiums of The Walking Dead. And then I've also read the Preacher series. Um, but I haven't read tons of comics. But, like, no, that's a home for it, for sure. So The Walking Dead, as far as I'm concerned, the TV series is far better than Robert Kirkman's comics. Robert Kirkman's comics suck ass. I'm sorry. And <laughs> I, 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 I just I just don't like them. There's so much better written stuff out there. Right. Um, in 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 my opinion, uh, and and Gar- I think it's interesting to see the differences between them. And I usually don't like you know when you read a book and then you watch a movie and you're like, oh, the book was so much better, or vice versa. Like I kind of um, I I started watching The Walking Dead before I started reading the comics, so I actually that's one of the few places that I liked seeing the differences. Silence of the Lambs again, another one where the film is actually far superior to the book. Right, uh, Thomas Harris. I, I'm sorry, he's He's a C-level Stephen King. He's just not very good. He's just not very good, but the film is fantastic. Speaking of Stephen King, <clears throat> I've only read a few. I've read The Stand and and uh, the the what is the, the one with the towers? But Christine, I read Christine when I was working in a gas station in oh Toronto, <laughs> and that was that was a huge mistake. Yeah, I mean there was just something that. That and I don't like. I don't read. Like I say, I'm not really a big horror fan. But I read it. I'm like, I was, I was brought into, and you know, I liked it. I like the thing is, you know, and you notice I'm watching where that car is moving, right? And I'm walking around behind the. Yeah, that was a mistake, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Well, at least it wasn't maximum overdrive. You didn't shit your pants every time a semi drove by. Oh, Stephen. To me, Stephen King's great talent. Uh, and I've read quite a bit of Stephen King over the years. Uh, and, of course, I dove in in my teens and early 20s. He writes children so well. 
Yeah. The the and and that's why to me. Uh, the short story, The Body, which became Stand By Me, which at the time was the most successful Stephen King film. And they intentionally changed the title and didn't mention that it was a Stephen King short story in the marketing. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, because because it, it, it worked so well as this... Coming of age story. Coming of age story with these horrific elements, which is, I think a lot of people would say coming of age is really scary yeah. and really horrifying. <laughs> right? I would never. My parents lied to me. They always said, this is the best time of your life. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> right? no, you lied. Um, do you watch the American Horror Story series? I sure do. Yes. It's. Uh, I, I love them. I, 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 I'm, I'm a fan as well, but I've seen them. I've only seen a few of them and out of order. I, oh, I, I saw I've the, watched in order all of them. And, and, and some I'm, I like more than others, And but, uh, you know, I'm a fan through and through. I watched the original. Um, Michael. Uh, Murder Car House. Yes. Um, the, 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 the one I loved because... Um, there is an entire series, so so it's basically an anthology series of sort of little chapters that are loosely related, but you can just kind of jump in mm -hmm. at any one. Uh, I've watched Apocalypse. My favorite was Coven. Yes, my favorite is Coven, and then I loved Apocalypse because they do they tied so much together, and I also liked Hotel, and we saw a lot of we saw Murder House, Coven, yeah. Hotel in yeah. Apocalypse, and like I'm sure that there was more nods that like I'm forgetting because it's been a while since I've seen that one. American Horror Story Coven is fun if you're a music fan because here is a entire series, you know, season of a horror series that is basically the plot of of it is a rollout of Fleetwood Mac's Seven Wonders. And Stevie Nicks is even in Coven. And she's a witch. My favorite witch. And and so so you'll love you would love it just for that. The fact that Stevie Nicks is in it and the whole premise of of the season is hinged around a Fleetwood Mac song a Stevie Nicks Fleetwood Mac song, Seven Wonders. I have learned so much. I never realized there were that many movies. I'm like, oh, Friday the thirteenth. Okay. Halloween. Halloween. Uh, and that's all I thought Nightmare of. on Elm Street. No, there's oh so much. Oh, my God. So there's I, so much. Yeah. I subscribe to Shudder, which is entirely a horror um, streaming service. So, And there's some weird shit on there. <laughs> you wanted to talk about The Last Drive-In. <sighs> Can we always just talk about the last drive-in and you both like it's? I don't know. It's not so big in Canada, I don't think. So the host is Joe Bob Briggs, and he was massive in America, like in the '90s and probably before that. And this guy knows absolutely everything about everything about horror films. And for like I don't know a handful of years when Shutter got started, um, I hadn't subscribed, but I kept seeing everybody on Twitter being like hashtag the last drive-in, hashtag mutant fam, and I was like, what is this? And finally, like um, I got a free like seven day trial or something and it happened to be out of season um, when Last Drive-In wasn't on but they were playing a Valentine's Day special and so I was like okay well I'm just gonna, Valentine's I'm, is a horror show oh come own. on there is for sure <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I watched it and the fun thing and so his co-host her name is Darcy the male girl and I really like she's who actually brought Joe Bob Briggs like out of retirement and back onto TV and because of her engagement with people on Twitter and this whole entire community of horror 
horror lovers, we all get together when it's on at like, you know, I think it's six o'clock, like our time on Pacific Standard Time. We all watch these movies that they pick. We're all tweeting along from home. Um, I've made friendships from so many different people because we're all part of the mutant fam. And I nearly shit my pants when anytime I hear that there's a special because they're out of season right now. And so there is one on Friday that they're going to be doing and with The Walking Dead. And I'm very excited for that. But another thing that I really, really love about um, The Last Drive-In is I'd, we watch stuff that I would never choose on my own. Like really horrible fucking movies that I would never watch by myself. But it makes it so fun watching with these people that I don't know, that they're like my Twitter friends and whatnot. And You're not with them physically. I'm not with them physically, but we all have our rituals and things that we do and we watch this and tweeting along like, people have been like, can I come over and watch this with you? And I flat out say no, because I'm gonna be sitting there taking pictures of my TV all night so I can tweet and be a sarcastic asshole about these films. And <laughs> it's funny because it's actually given me appreciation for like, all types of horror, even the really, really bad ones. And it's, it's changed my perception. And I just fucking love you, Joe Bob and Darcy. <laughs> well, and that's and, and that's why I've learned so much following your Twitter feed. <laughs> For just my sarcastic assholeness. Well, no, 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 but just but just about uh, about stuff that I never would have heard of. Right. Uh, right without that and then of course with the with the really campy or really and, and there there is an element to that of basically like I don't know what to call it, stupid horror, but just. But we watch all kinds. Like we like this season, we watched uh, Train to Busan. You know, like yeah. it's all it's all everything that's in there. That's you know, and it just opens diff your perception to different ideas of things to watch. Is Mother a horror movie? Mother. Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer. Oh. I don't know. That was who is the maker of that film? I've watched Mother. I really liked it, and it was something that was different from what they normally do. It's been a while since I've seen it. I think it's a fuckery of the Bible, is it not? Like I can't remember. Yeah, I haven't actually watched it yet, and oh, so that's okay. why. Well, go watch it. It's worth I, a watch. Yeah. It's strange. I, I know, and and that's why I kind of want to check it out. I'm thinking of how I'm going to come up with a playlist for this week. Because oh. I don't know too much horror music, unless I go through maybe movies. You should. Movies. There's great yeah. soundtracks to horror films, especially through the '80s. Can Can you make a playlist for us? We're gonna have to. We're gonna have to hit the road here. Do, do, do you have Do you have Apple Music or Spotify? You I have could... Apple Music. Okay, so make a playlist, and because we always do a playlist. Do you to yeah. accompany our our and sort of whatever the theme was. Oh, fuck, I listen to weird stuff, you guys. So, so great. No, the, that's great. Awesome. That's, Go listen that's, to John Carpenter. He's got albums, isn't that weird that's, and random? That's That's perfect, but. <laughs> But I, I mean, there is, like you say, even the soundtracks of horror movies can be yeah, and that's a big driving force in quite horror frightening. movies itself. And and, and you know, I, I mentioned I mentioned <laughs> I, I mentioned heavy metal, right? Right. All sorts of bands obsessed with with all things horrific. So I don't know if I'll find any horror jazz. <laughs> There's we'll gotta try. be. Maybe or like or something fucking think, weird like that. I think bebop sometimes is horrific, but whatever. <laughs> well, Leah, thank you so much. Oh my goodness, you two. Thank you so much for having We're me We're going to have to have more guests. We're going to have to have more guests. That was I think a lot next of fun. week we'll have Red Path. Yeah. We'll talk about some art stuff. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, thank you for joining thank us and talking. You. I could talk about this all day, but I know they're like, get out of the studio, fuck off. <laughs> so we can see, so people can listen to your podcast on any of yep. the platforms. It's the Radical Sex Witches. That's right. And we have a new show every Saturday. It comes out. So whatever platform you're on, you can find us. Right Very on. cool. 
This episode was recorded at the Arch North Podcast Studio in Prince George, British Columbia. Special thanks to our guest, Leah Coughlin, the harlot of horror, and the co-host, also the co-host of a really popular podcast recorded here in Prince George, The Radical Sex Witches. You can check it out, find it anywhere. Uh, great podcasts are hosted don't forget to check out our playlist this week three of them we asked leah to drop one in this is going to be spooky scary the horror